ready. Welcome to episode 32 of the Go Get Em Agility podcast. My name is Margaret Hughes, and I'm your host. And with me today is AKC's league director. Are you the director? I'm the director, yes. Okay, director Penny Lee. Did I pronounce your last name correctly? That's right. It's Lee, just like Vivian Lee. That's right. (laughs) Well, welcome, Penny. I appreciate you coming onto the podcast with me. So uh, two episodes ago, uh, episode 30, I discussed with my daughter and Erin Lynch about AKC League that we had... um, just some people had some questions. And so we thought we would talk about it. And you listened to that podcast. And there were a couple of uh, things that uh, we got incorrect. And so you offered to come and and, uh, give us more insight on that. But before we go there, um, can you just give us a little bit of information about you, your background, um, and your role in AKC? Sure. Um, First of all, you guys did a great job. And we appreciate you uh, featuring the league. Uh, there was just a couple of things um, that that were um, that were not exactly correct. Um, but uh, yes, uh, I uh, have been with AKC for 17 years uh, as uh, a program manager. Um, I manage, in addition to the league, I manage the Canine Partners Program, which is our program for mixed breed dogs. And I also manage a dog I, I, a dog training service called the Good Dog Helpline which is a seven day a week uh, telephone dog training support system, which people can enroll in and call and talk to our trainers and get advice on basic uh, basic issues like house training, chewing. These are, um, it's really designed for like new puppy owners. Oh, nice. uh, and my, uh, my background is uh, before coming to AKC, I was a journalist. I was a newspaper reporter and city editor, and I still do a lot of writing for AKC. I write for a lot of their magazines and newsletters, and I've been involved in the world of dog sports for 30 30 plus years. Uh, I started in agility in the uh, mid 90s. Uh, Actually, it was right before AKC even had a program. I started with USDAA. Okay. uh, And um, I've um, love agility. I've competed all these years. uh, And I uh, also compete in a number of other dog sports, uh, including uh, rally, obedience, dock diving, you name it. <laughs> um, and so um, I'm uh, I am a dog trainer and I have been very excited to work on the league because I do love agility. Oh, super. Well, that's quite yeah. a background. Uh, it, so tell me, did you um, develop league or did you step into a role that somebody else developed for league? How did, no, league, I, how did league come about? Give me the origin. Yes, I'm happy to tell you. So uh, so this is the brainchild of Gina DiNardo, who is the AKC executive secretary. She is the one whose signature is on everyone's title certificates, if that sounds familiar. Okay. Uh, Gina, Gina also does a lot of commentary on uh, our the televised dog shows. Um, but Gina's uh, background is uh, from dog shows. Her parents are both uh, dog show judges and she's grown up in the world of dog sports. But she also uh, is a tennis competitor, a really good tennis competitor. And she has been involved with the USTA Tennis League for many years. And this is how she got the idea. Uh. She's 
enjoys league, she enjoys the tennis league so much and the team aspect of it that she thought it would lend itself to some of the AKC sports. And uh, she thought agility would be a good start to try it out. So yeah. when she, uh, yeah. And so our agility department uh, didn't really have time to develop a whole new program. As we all know, they're very busy. They have new events every year, a lot of national events to handle as well as all the world teams. So I was tapped to work with Gina and a team, um, you know, we, we have a, a small team that works on league to develop it uh, just because of my background in agility. I, I also bring to the table, I was a longtime fly ball competitor, which is a team sport. Right. And then my husband particularly is active, but I'm also a member of the um for us, we live in North Carolina. It's the Tar Hill World Toss and Fetch League, which is a disc dog league. Uh, and my husband is big. Uh, that's his big sport is disc dog. And I actually got a lot of my ideas for how to run the agility league from the disc league. Yeah. So uh, that makes sense. So anyhow, that's kind of what I brought to the table. And that's why I was tapped to to uh, help lead the program. And uh, of course, it's been um, most people, I guess, know that it started. Uh, it officially launched uh, last May, May 30th of 2022 with a pilot program. So we were just going to test it out to see what people thought. And we these were teams that were invited to participate are we did recruit a few teams at the NAC of 2022. We had a booth there and we talked to people and we had a few people who said, I would like to be in the pilot program. And of course we took them in. We had about 40 teams sponsored by 19 groups, all one level, only masters. Right. And um, it was a big hit. I mean, people really, I mean, the positive feedback was really encouraging. So we decided to go forward. The AKC Board of Directors approved it as a uh, as an official program uh, last August. Okay. And now we are just getting ready. We're almost finished with our fourth season mm -hmm. and getting ready to start the fifth. So um, and it is growing. Um, obviously, I think all, everybody's aware of that, that it is growing and yeah. it's very exciting. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was actually wondering if it would end up maxing out um, just due to the logistical stuff that you guys have to do behind the scenes. So, yeah, it is growing. For no, sure. no. I mean, our plan is to never limit it. Um, okay. So, you know, that's not so we do not plan to limit it um, in any way. So, you know, if that happened, I hopefully we would add stuff on the backside. We'd be adding more people or more bells and whistles. Or right, right. So, sir, yeah, that would be wonderful. Right. Well, you guys have done a super job in organizing it and getting uh, being efficient and getting scores out and courses out. You've hired. I don't know if you're, you're, the judges are paid or the, the course designers. Mm -hmm. They're they're they are contractors. They are not employees. Uh, okay. They contract with AKC. They are paid uh, by the course, right? Uh, and they um, uh, so they they work obviously from home designing their courses. And we have three: one for um, the regulation, which is your uh, you know your your basic AKC courses; one for limited, which are your smaller courses, the shorter courses, I should say, for smaller spaces. 
And then uh, we have a designer for our international style courses. So three designers. Okay. Okay. But well, they've done, I, I'm, I'm running the limited. I've only ever run limited due to our space size. Uh, and it's been fantastic. We've had some nice courses that have worked really nicely in our space, in our small space. That's great. That's great. Yeah. We have Ron, Rhonda Bermke is our new limited course designer. Uh, and we have Debbie Wheeler of California who does the regulation courses and Ashley Deacon, also of California, who does the ISC style courses. And they're all great. And not only are they great designers, they're, you know, really uh, nice people and big proponents of league. And so that's it, they're great to work with. Well, I've seen a lot of comments when people post a league course on it's it's quite often that one of the judges will comment, hey, nice run. So it's kind yeah. of fun to see them see the runs yeah. that they're designing to see it play out. Or Oh, yes, they love video. it. They love to see vid the videos. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's been really nice. Give me the information on on the cost to sign up. So there was I, I'm not sure if this is still true or not, but you had a handler had to sign up and then a dog sign up. And this is separate from a dog registering with AKC. So every dog has to be registered with AKC in order to participate in league. And then there's another um, fee for the actual league sign up. Can you explain right. different right. Between the handler right. and the dog? Well there's, a, well, there's an annual handler fee of $30. Okay. And that that covers every season that that handler participates in for a year. And okay. that's from the date they, the date they pay it. It's not, it's not January to January because not everyone does every season. That wouldn't be fair. So, right. and so, um, so that covers, uh, that's your handler fee. And it's regardless of how many dogs you run $30 for the year. Okay. Then it's $25 per dog per season. Okay. So, so, you know, if you've paid your $30 and you, you know, you, and you're getting ready to sign up for season five with two dogs, that's going to be $50, 25 per each dog. And, you know, on the, when you sign up, um, uh, our forms, our online forms, it'll ask you, have you, you know, already paid your $30? And um, if so, you know, tell us what team you ran on, you know, so we, we checked that you were on a that team for that season. And that's it. We're, the league is very much an honor system program, you know, right. um, you, as you as everybody knows, you know, it's um, you judge yourselves, you report your scores. That's the way we want it. It's recreational. Um, we trust everybody to do the right thing. So, um, but yeah, so it's uh, as we, as uh, probably some of you who compete in other venues know that um, a lot of them have have um, started similar handler fees or membership fees that you pay every year. And then that is uh, in addition to your dog uh, fee, your dog sign up fee. So sort right. of similar to some other groups, yeah. Right, right. Okay, excellent. Yeah. Um, and so anybody who's got a dog that is registered with AKC can join. Yes. Right. Yes, yes, you have to be. Yes, I'm sorry. It is an AKC program. So we do require AKC registration, uh, our APAL number, our canine partners number, our, you know, um, 
you know, you can have a, a foreign dog as long as it's with the, you know, it's you have met the requirements for the AKC foreign registry. So, but yes, you do have to have an AKC number of some type to participate. Okay. Let me just explain the difference between a, a PAL program is for a purebred that doesn't have AKC registered parents, but they're purebred, they can register with AKC um, as a purebred listing, correct? Yes, that's correct. The PAL, which is called, it stands for Purebred Alternative Listing. Okay. Uh, it is for purebred dogs that do not have full AKC registration for whatever reason. Right. Many of them are rescues, um, you know, but they're purebred. Um, yeah. Or it could be the breeder, the, the parents weren't AKC registrable, you know, they registered with some other registry and there was no way to convert it to AKC be lots of reasons why. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so you, you for that program, you have to submit photos of the dog right. um, and, uh, you know, a little background and the, the size of the dog, the height and the weight. And there's a, the PAL department looks at it and they're like, yep, that's a border collie. You can have a number as a border collie. And then, you know, it's great because you get to run as your breed. You can go to your breed specialties and compete in agility or herding or whatever, um, you know, and you're in the rankings for that breed. Right. So the Canine Partners Program is real was really intended for all American dogs, mixed breed dogs. But we do get purebreds that come in through it. Um, you know, whenever we, we discover that, we, we do tell the tell the um, the owners, did you know there's a PAL option and you can apply to be your actual breed? Right. Okay. <laughs> and we have a lot of people who transfer who just don't know because it is confusing. You know, PAL and Canine Partners, people get them confused. And I understand that. Well, in the PAL program used to be called uh, something different. ILP. ILP. I that's right. Okay. So ILP. I had... Yeah, I had yeah. two. I had two ILPs early on in my uh, agility career: a Shih Tzu and a Pomeranian. And oh, I great. have a I have a Border Collie that went into the PAL program. So all great. three of them were purebreds, but not two of them were from an animal shelter, and so they, right. we had no information on the parents. And then my Border Collie, his parents are all Border Collie with with the American Border Collie Association, but there was no. Uh, AKC registration behind him. So right. all of them ran in the um, PAL or ILP program. And then now I have a mixed breed who's in the canine partners program. So oh, great. Um, that's awesome. That's uh, great. And we also have other um, purebred. We have Shelties that um, do have all the lineage. So we've been in all three programs or all three uh, categories. That is great. That is great. Group. So have, so have I, I've had a pal. I've had, I have, I have mixed breeds. I'm running a little mixed breed right now and I have purebred. So I'm in the same boat. I'm nice. I nice. say, I'm an, I say we're an equal opportunity household. My husband and I say, well, and it's really nice. Yeah, it's really nice that AKC, um, even though they are a, you know, th their their mission is purebred um, and to create, you know, continue the lineage of purebred, it is really nice that they've had the opportunity for mixed breeds to come into their performance events. So I think that's fantastic. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Yep. And so um, now when they're, when somebody's wanting to join league, they are uh, required to join a team. Is that so somebody out in the rural area, would they have to be on a team in order to compete? You do. Okay. You do. Um, you, you do. Um, yes. Um, you can't. This is not an individual um, 
sport uh, program. Okay. Uh, the whole point of it is team. Um, you know, so um so yeah, I mean you can, you know, but but I will say that for to form a league team, it does not have to be an AKC club, not at all. Okay. Um, it, it can be an AKC club, but uh, it can be a private uh, dog training school. It can be um, just an individual. It can be someone who has a backyard with equipment, and we have a lot of those, and says, hey, I'm inviting two friends, and we're making a team, and we run in my backyard. Because really, they- I mean, we want, yeah, we wanted this to be, laid back, fun, and recreational. So, you know, somebody in a real rural area, if you have, you know, you know, my, I guess my best advice would be try to come up with, um, you know, you only need two handlers and three dogs to make a team. Okay. So, um, well, you can't have yeah, one so, handler, one handler and three no, dogs because you can't judge no. yourself. Yeah, no, exactly. Okay. <laughs> exactly. So you can there judge. There to be at least two handlers but one handler could have two dogs and one have one dog and you have a team. So. Okay. Okay. Um, could you, so, um, okay. And so what happens if that third person or the third dog, let's say one of those, uh, you have three dogs, two handlers, one of those dogs becomes injured. Can the other two continue on and earn scores? Can the third dog take a zero? They cannot continue to compete as a team. Uh, they would have to find a substitute dog to compete as a team, but the two remaining dogs can continue to compete as individuals. Okay, and they can still earn um, final rankings and awards in their individual jump height class. So, okay. in the event you could not find a sub, uh, then that is what would happen. We could say you can still compete, and we've had this happen a few times too. Um, so that um, We've even had it happen on a team that was a little larger than three dogs that a couple of people could not continue the season, unfortunately, and the remaining dogs competed individually for their individual scores. Okay. So then they just take a null for that one round or however many rounds they have coming. Well, right. They just don't report. I mean, the dog, basically the dog that was injured or the dog that moved away or whatever happened, it just drops off. You know, yeah, it would okay, be. But as as a team, they would take a null for the round. Right, right. Well, we would, in that case, we would probably just stop reporting them as a team. And we would only report the dog scores, if that makes sense. Okay. So, and so, yeah. but how many, how many rounds do they have to have to stay in the rankings for team? All six, the, a team has to complete all six rounds with oh. a minimum, with a minimum of three dogs. Okay. Okay. So All you right. have to complete for the team. Okay. Dogs, individual dogs have to complete four of six rounds. Okay. And we did we did that because we know people have lives and there's gonna be weeks where you're on vacation or you're sick or there's injuries. So we were trying to give the individual dog owners a break. Um, you know, so would they get, you know, and that happened like on my team this summer, um, you know, I had, we had one dog, uh, they, she told me before she started the season, I have two times I'm going to miss because we're on vacation and that was fine. She got four or six, she did ran four rounds. So, uh, so that's the reason we have that rule, but the team as a whole must run all six rounds with a minimum of three dogs. Okay. So if you have a six dog team, 
three people are out, you still qualify as a team if you ran three dogs that got a score. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I have that coming up on our, our last round. I have a one, my sophomore team only has three dogs and one dog is going to be missing this net upcoming round. So, um, so I'll be encountering that, figuring out how to score that. Um, so that was why my, you can also was... ask for an extension. You can also ask for an extension and then hold off and run that dog when they get back. Yeah. Uh, if it's a vacation. Yeah. Yeah. That won't be for a year. So yeah. oh, a year. <laughs> I think, well, that's, no. I think no. that's an awfully long extension. Yeah. Yeah. We do work with people on extensions though, you know, just so you know, it, you know, so, I mean, I know, you know, but just for right. people listening in that, um, this happens often, you know, especially those teams that run outdoors, of which we have a lot that run outdoors, you know, there's bad weather um, and uh, they they can't uh, they can't get a round done. They just write us and apply for an extension. It's not any formal application. They just drop us an email right. and then we give them an extension um, until they run that round. And there's no time limit on that. You know, uh, as long as you get all six rounds in before the end of the season, you're good to go. Okay. Like I have one team now who's still pending round one. They had a bad two weeks when they started um, the this season and they're running it next week. They're running it in the sixth round, but it doesn't matter because okay. when we do the final calculations, they've run all six rounds. Right. So as long as it's by the end of the season. Exactly. And, and all the scores can be tallied. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. That extension part is really nice for the organizers to um, work around holidays and weather, that sort of thing. Yeah. We've had, we've had a couple of extensions, which has been nice. Was there anything in our podcast that we discussed besides, I think the origin was the main thing that you um, were correcting us on. Right. Right. Uh, right. I mean, I think, I think you, you were correct in saying that um, we're not part of the agility department, but I did want to say that uh, we are a separate department, but we do work with them closely, and um, we're, we're not part of, um, and we're, we are our own unique department. We're not tied to CGC or the events department, the companion events department. We're our own unique department, but we do work closely with the agility department. Um, Scott Stock, who is one of the AKC agility field representatives. He is our liaison with the agility department and he uh, designed courses for us for the first few seasons. Right. And he, he does the, um, and he stepped back from that this season, but he reviews all the courses. So I did want everyone to know all the courses go through a course review, just like for any other, just for like any other judge designing for a trial. Yeah. And, and so and he I is, Mm -hmm. Well, and I know that, so in one of the rounds that there was a question from me, I was like, are you sure this is legal? And so all I did was email you guys and you all sent back a really good explanation of, yes, this is what's legal in, um, in AKC for just regular agility trials. And so that's how it ended up in our, our league as well. And so that was really nice to know that they're being reviewed and, you know, if we have a question, we can certainly answer it or you guys will answer it for us. And what I also like about your course design is that if we're limited on a type of obstacle that that a group doesn't have or, you know, limited on wing jumps versus wingless jumps, you guys are willing to accommodate and help us run the course with the equipment that we have. So that's been a nice 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we did. We didn't want, you know, our, we certainly did not want anyone to have to go out and uh, as long as they had the base equipment, you know, you have to, you have to meet some requirements for equipment, but, you know, our, we certainly didn't want anyone to have to go out and spend a bunch of money to be in league, you know, to buy extra tunnels or whatever. So we certainly do work with people, um, you know, people write us and say, can I use this instead of that? And we try our hardest to work with them. Right. Uh, because like right. I said, that wasn't our intent for people to have to um, to go out and make a major investment so they can have a league team. So now someone did write me recently who really wanted to join league. And she said, but my contacts are only this high. They were like, I think they might've been teacup size, teacup dog size. And I was like, sorry, now that we can't do. So. Yeah, well, that changes your yardage. Yes. I said, you write us back when you get, you know, you know, your the full, the regulation size contacts and they understood, but really um, as long as you have the basics, uh, we will work with you. So. Okay. And tell me, tell me about yardage. Cause I think that yardage can vary quite greatly. And I know that we're, mm -hmm. we, so you have a maximum course yardage on your, on your course, when uh, the course map, um, right. And then we're wheeling it for um, getting as close to that as possible. So explain to me how your course yardage is calculated into your scoring system. Okay. Um, well, let me just tell you this first, a little bit of the background. And um, and I also would like to, and I'm glad you said that because I just wanted to call out a couple of my um, staff, the staffers who work with me. Um, the, my right-hand person is Cassandra McComb, and she is a senior business intelligence analyst for AKC, uh, and she is also an agility competitor, and she developed, um, she helped develop the scoring system, and she might be someone who would be nice to have as a guest on your program because she can quite in detail explain to you how it works. Okay. It is it is yards per second, but not completely. Okay. So uh, I may not be able to answer it in a very technical way for you. But what I but what I will say is this. Um, you know, this is a new program and uh, very new. We're only just barely a year old and we're still really learning and and tweaking. And uh, we welcome feedback uh, because we do want to make this, you know, we want to continue to improve this program. But in our pilot program, we had no max course yardage. We just sent them a course map. And of course, the coordinates were on there. But um it was quite interesting. It went, the yardage was all over the place. It was like we had some teams wheeling at like 220 yards. And then we had other teams that were, had smaller spaces and they were like, and it was amazing the different, you know, the difference. And even though it should be, you know, it should be fair because it's yards per second, a time plus faults. But it's not because the dogs that, um, you know, some dogs that are running in full extension because it's a much bigger course, even if they had faults, were coming in with much better scores than dogs that were running smaller yardage, of course. So that is why we instant. That's why we started the maximum course yardage. That okay. is why we have it now. Uh, and we um, 
We started to not have it on the limited courses, which is your division, uh, because of the, we thought, well, it's a small course. But, you know, even with the limited division, we saw a lot of variation. So I now you have that. Yeah, yeah, I've had I've had my students measure uh, to practice just to give them a feel for what it's like. And yeah. the, the difference between what I wheel and what they wheel is can be 10, 10 feet, 10, you know, three oh, yards, yes. four yards. Oh, yes. So it's yes. interesting just on the exact same course, you can wheel it completely different. So that right. is an interesting thing. It is. I mean, you should be wheeling for um, we tell we tell our captains or whoever's doing the wheeling, the judges to wheel for the path of a um um, 20 inch dog and we take care of the handicaps you know so the uh and and what we say is a a, a regular 20 inch dog not a world team 20 inch dog so you shouldn't be willing super tight you know you should be willing um you know for a normal turning dog right right <laughs> That sounds kind of strange, but you know what I mean. Well, and, yeah, no, um, the world team yeah. members are, they're trying to cut those corners every right, way. Right, so exactly. I, I, and um, Dee Lulick, who is an AKC judge, who has some great teams out of Chicago, she did a video and it's on our the AKC Agility League webpage on akc.org if anyone wants to look at it. She did a video to help uh, captains because we had a lot of people, uh, that's another thing in the pilot, who said, I, I don't. I'm not sure I'm measuring correctly. She did a great video on how to measure um, and for the path of the dog we're looking for. And it's very, it's very good. And it's very easy to follow. Yeah. But you're absolutely correct. You know, I'm, I, you know, I have teams, Cassie does too. I have, um, I run on a couple of teams and, um, and I think it's good because we're there in the trenches and we know what everyone is going through in the program. Who's a captain and we're experiencing it and we're running the courses. But um, it's interesting. This happened just this week with us. You know, we kept somebody was measuring and they kept going over and and we're looking at the course and we're like, gosh, I don't know what we can move. And then I measured it and I came in like almost right on the money. So it's you're, you're right about that. And if you're having issues, it's good to maybe have two or three people uh, wheel it. Because just as you know, just a little bit wide on a couple of turns and there's your yardage, you're over. <laughs> so. Yeah, and people wheel for their dog. Yes, so exactly. What, what, what they imagine their dog's path to be. And that's the people that actually imagine their dog's path. <laughs> yes, right, right, so, exactly. And, yeah, so it's, it's definitely exactly. a learning curve. And I'm not a judge, but I've been uh, doing it for enough time that I think I have a pretty good feel. But it would be interesting to have someone like myself who has experience and believes they're wheeling it correctly to actually go right underneath a judge and say, right, this is how I would do it. You know, the, the right. designer right. or whatever. So it'd be an interesting little um, uh, scientific experiment or maybe not quite right. scientific. <laughs> so is there anything else that, um, well, let me just clarify for the scoring. So you do a, a time plus faults and then there's a handicap. And so there's some formula that um, if we want more explanation, we'll go to Cassandra and clarify how exactly you guys score. So I'm glad we're back together. So we got interrupted. We were talking how the scoring was going. Uh, so I'm not sure if you heard my last question. Um, and maybe uh, my question is for Cassandra. Was it Cassandra you said is in charge or does the calculation? Mm -hmm. okay. Yes, Kathy. Uh, yes. I, I'm, if you have any detailed questions uh, about the scoring formula, 
that would be best directed to her because she can explain it very, very well. Okay. But it is, it's basically time plus faults, yards per second. But she has built in some detailed uh, handicap features for our preferred dogs and our veteran dogs and our smaller dogs. Yeah. Uh, okay. One, yeah. So, yeah. Excellent. Uh, so is there, I, I think we've, we've, I've covered all the questions I had. Um, is there anything that you want to let everybody know? Uh, no, just that we are having uh, over Labor Day weekend, we're having our first live league event. Uh, we're going to try, we're going to, um, our plan is that once a year, our um, maybe through regionals, um, we're not sure yet. We're all, this is all, like I said, a new program and we're exploring um we're exploring different uh, different events, um, but we are having a first national get together at Perina Farms, and um, the the event closes entries close August 9th, and we um, will have every division represented, and we're excited. So um, I'm looking forward to meeting a lot of the people I've been communicating with for the past year in person. Right. Yeah, no, that'd be fantastic. Now, will you guys be running multiple rings then uh, simultaneously? We'll be running um, on Saturday. We will just do freshman and sophomore and uh, it'll be smaller, but we will still have two rings, one for sophomore, one for freshman. And then Sunday and Monday, we'll be running our uh, international ring, and we have Ashley Deacon, who is the course designer for our international courses into Judge, which is exciting. Uh, and in one ring and the other ring will be senior, which is our master's uh, level uh, okay, so, courses. So how, how many runs do, if you traveled to uh, um, St. Louis, how many, it's St. Louis, right? Perina Farms. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Near, okay. right outside of St. Louis. Uh, okay. So if you travel there, how many runs are you guaranteed? Three, uh, three rounds. Uh, each dog does three rounds. And then if your team makes the finals, there's a final for the team. Oh, super. So, what a what a yeah. great way to um, build in the ability to to attend an, a national event. You know, there's there's invitationals down in Florida and then there's nationals that travels in different uh well i guess invitationals can travel as well but what a great way for league to introduce a national event live i think that's a fantastic thing i wish i was closer right right well yeah and and you know like i said this is a, a new program and next year we're not sure we're going to see how it goes right. uh we're excited for it it's not going to be a huge event uh because the program even though it's growing you know it's um you know, it, it, if you compare it to the overall agility program, it's not the same size, you know. Right, so, right. Um, but we will, um, you know, one thing that we also had hoped is that we would have regionals. So it may be that in place of a nationals next year, we do four regionals in different parts of the country. So more people can get the benefit of meeting their, you know, that, right. because people, they see teams, they communicate with other teams on our Facebook group. It's nice for them to uh, get the chance uh, to meet each other too. It um, is. So, yeah. So, it is. so we'll see how it goes, but we're excited for this event and it will be live streamed on AKC TV. So please tune in. Oh, that's fantastic. So that's over Labor Day weekend. Over Labor Day weekend, September 2nd through 4th. Okay. Fantastic. And also fall enrollment, fall enrollment opens August 10th and in, 
uh, continues through September 4th and the fall season kicks off September 18th. So if anyone is listening who's not involved in league and thinks this sounds interesting, please uh, contact me and uh, contact us and we will be happy to tell you how to get involved. You want to give your contact uh, email? Yeah, agility, agility league at akc.org. It's very easy. Agility league at akc.org. Agility league is all one word. Yep. One word. Okay. Mm -hmm. Super. Excellent. Thank and you so much. Thank you so much for having us on. Uh, we really appreciate it. No, I I really appreciate you reaching out and telling me um, that one, that you're listening. I love that. Uh, <laughs> um, but also to help clarify some uh, stuff we got incorrect. So that's fantastic. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Go get them. Woof, woof. Woof, woof.